You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host here with Daniel, and today we will be continuing our newest series, Post-COVID Youth Ministry. We're going to be discussing today how this generation is going to be different than others. But before we get into this car ride's worth of content, Daniel, what are you loving today? Allie, you know, I describe myself as pretty boring most of the time. (laughs) I don't think you're boring. I have a boring lifestyle. Let's say that. I don't get out on the weekends and do a lot of yeah. stuff. I think everyone does right now have a well, pretty boring true. lifestyle. But I did that before COVID. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I got out and did something, which I don't often do. <laughs> and I went to Gettysburg for the day because it's oh. about an hour from where mm-hmm. we are. And it was so cool. I highly recommend it. So that's what I'm loving right now. I went to Gettysburg and they have some really cool displays. There's something called the Cyclorama, which I told you all about. Mm-hmm. It's like a panoramic painting 360 degrees and you come up on a platform in the middle of it i thought it was like a ride or something it does sound Doesn't like it? a ride yeah cyclorama come and ride the cyclorama <laughs> but it's a type of painting and it's if you lay it out it was like 40 feet high and longer than a football wow field. and it's the whole battle and then you go through the museum there's a little video that you watch before and when you sit down and i did all of that that was 15 bucks and then i spent the afternoon doing a driving tour and You get a little app on your phone. So it was really cool. I just loved going to Gettysburg. You had done it because you went to school in that area, No, but I've never done that. I can't Ah. even say the word. That painting. I know you told me about it, and now I have to go back for sure. I don't think I... Yeah, you don't do the tourist stuff when when you live in an area, right? Like you went to school close to there. So Yeah, now I'll need to go back too. Well, something I'm loving right now is what my weekends are filled with, which is all things wedding planning (laughs) i am recently engaged and that's what i spend my and all my free time that's right i don't think we've told the podcast that yet ali's off the market (laughs) yes yes i am engaged so my mom got to come visit a couple weeks ago and we went dress shopping and florists and all the fun stuff so it's been really fun trying not to get overwhelmed or anything just enjoying it all so that's what i'm loving right now just loving thinking about my wedding upcoming and my marriage and can't wait yeah we're excited for you (laughs) yes so we are going to get into today's podcast of our series And right now, this is the third episode of that series on post-COVID youth ministry. The first week, we kind of sorted through using Zoom and in-person experiences. We talked about how incarnational ministry and digital discipleship are both going to be in our future from this point forward. The second week of our series, we talked about how we're practicing incarnational ministry with digital discipleship, how we are marrying those two together. And today, how... We're going to talk about how this generation is going to be different. We're certainly all affected by COVID, especially this generation in this pivotal time in their lives. So we can look at this moment, this time, and say that that's the end of one generation and the beginning of another. It's a pivotal moment in history, like how JFK's assassination was, 9-11 was for a generation. So how is this generation going to be different, Daniel? Well, we don't really know the answer to that yet. Nope. But and you don't have all the answers? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I think that's one of the good things that I like about this podcast is really we're doing this 
with you yeah. and we're figuring out as we go. So Absolutely. when we come here and record these episodes, it's like, oh, we're just taking our best guess at things, <laughs> but we're in the trenches with you. Absolutely. And I think at this point, people are, are starting to take those guesses as to how this generation might be different. I think unlike JFK or 9-11, as big of events as those were, because this COVID has really been prolonged mm -hmm. and because it's changed so much just about how we function as a society, school is different and shopping is different mm -hmm. and interpersonal interaction is so different. That's where I think you can say, okay, that's the beginning of one generation. Mm -hmm. um, but generational studies I've always found really interesting. We kind of talk about them in youth ministry a lot. There's the baby boomers. And then after them, there's kind of generation X. We're both, I think in the millennial generation, I'm kind of the beginning yeah. of it and you're kind and of the, the end, end of, of it. it. Yep. But I would say like, I feel like we generationally can see the differences even we're 10 years Absolutely. apart and we can, mm -hmm. there's big differences, right? Yeah. Um, and then this, the generation of teens that we have right now, we would kind of call generation Z has been one name that's been thrown around. I don't understand that one. I like iGen is the one that I've heard. What, what you were going to say something about Generation Z? I just don't, I'm not sure, and I guess I could look this up, but I feel like they're shorter. Are they two different ones? Are they kind of the same? They're like shorter amounts of time. Yeah, it feels like Generation Studies are, are starting to get a little bit shorter. And and it's an inexact thing it, because it's generalizing about mm -hmm. some some generations. But then there's no definitive year either. Like, I feel like I, yeah. the millennial stuff I was looking at said started in 1980 or 81. And I feel like I was the very beginning of millennials and I'm 85. So, yeah. 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 So it's an inexact science. And I hate being clumped with Gen Z or iGen or anything like that because yeah. I do not feel like I'm the same <laughs> as some of the people in that generation. But it's really interesting. It tells us something about teens as a whole, if not individual people. Mm -hmm. And the new generation that's come about, kind of the timeline is 2010 and beyond. So we're just starting to get them at, like in the younger parts of middle school, maybe. So we have fifth graders that are part of our program right now. So they would be 11 this year. And that would be the beginning of Generation Alpha. That's Alpha. the new name. That's the new name. Alpha. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. It's always fun to like figure out what the name is going to be. So... <laughs> Who comes up with the name? Who's responsible I don't know. Usually it's like some researcher that does, like iGen was a researcher. And that, I think you they should come up with them because you're pretty clever. You have Well, you I had did some come name. up with a couple of <laughs> names that I think are fun for this generation. Screenagers, Screenagers. was one that you said sounded like a scary movie. movie. Maybe because Scream. I think Scream that's what, yeah. <laughs> but it's Screenagers. Uh, I liked that one. That one was not one that I came up with, but I like it. Two that I did come up with are... Covid-iteration, oh, covid yeah. and generation, generation combined, and pandemials, which yeah. sounds like a stuffed animal or something to me. <laughs> it <laughs> does it? kind of pandemials, but I kind of like I that actually, one too. I like it though. Yeah, pandemials. I don't know if they'll want to be known for being the covid generation, yeah. mm -hmm. but they're fun names. But well, this... or will those generations be the ones who are being born? in the COVID generation, not a Maybe. student during that time, but the ones that are being born into yeah. COVID. Yeah, that's true. That's... So we could have like generation alpha and then the next generation yeah. was born. All right, submit the, these to whoever you yeah. need to for the next the generation. The baby boom from COVID <laughs> oh, yeah, from like... everybody being home. <laughs> yeah, baby boom part two. <laughs> yeah. So just some characteristics of generation alpha. 
it's going to be the best educated generation ever. Although some people might debate that with <laughs> the way that education changed during the pandemic. Um, but it's going to be the most technologically immersed, the wealthiest, the generation more likely than any in the past century to spend some or all of their childhood in living arrangements without both of their biological parents. Wow. So I guess that means like products of divorce, like a mm -hmm. home where the parents are separated or if they're adoptive. I don't know what else would fall into that category. Single parents. With their parents. Yeah, if they lost a parent. Yeah. For some or, reason. Yeah. So um, the other things that this generation might have, they are going to be particularly impatient. They'll have a shorter attention span. Click, 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 click. <laughs> you can just click through things. Uh, they'll care about all issues. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So they have like this sense where it's not just a pet issue for them, but they care about all things, I guess, because you're exposed to more things. You can see them on your social media yeah, or whatever, maybe. Yeah, I think it's maybe. social it's media. They're aware of, of more issues and they care deeply about mm -hmm. all of them, everything they see. Maybe they'll get passionate about one for a little while and then move on to the next mm -hmm. one, that sort of thing. They're going to be a really adaptable generation mm -hmm. because they've been forced to be kind of like how people during the... World War II and during the Great Depression were, were so adaptable. And adolescence, and we've seen this in, in the, I think, the last couple of generations, adolescence is going to begin earlier, um, but it also lasts later. So earlier and slower maturation process. Interesting. So as Daniel said, there's a lot of research um, that in studies that go into generations and things like that. And we're just getting started thinking about that question of how will this generation be different? And there was a study that we wanted to share with you guys from, it was an Australian study about the impact of COVID-19 on the children of today who are experiencing it. And there's a couple different facts. It was just statements and they gave a percentage on who agreed with the statement. Um, there's a bunch of of them on there you can go ahead and look it up but just a few that we found really interesting like daniel said about adaptability the question was children of today will expect more flexible working conditions too they see their parents working from home working on zoom and 86 percent of people agreed that that's going to be an expectation of these children who are witnessing that of their own parents when they grow up and get a job they'll expect that um they also said that children will be more resilient. 78% of people believed that because of this experience, they'll be more resilient. And 69% of people also believe that children of today will feel more reserved about face-to-face -face interaction because they just haven't experienced it That's as a much. big one, I think, for, really, for us in youth ministry. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was already apparent just due to cell phones and social media and how their major form of communication isn't face-to-face. -face. It isn't who you see in school prior to COVID. So much of their friendships and their conversations happened behind a screen already mm -hmm. that then COVID taking them out of any in-person activity and communication that they did experience day-to-day -day just is going to take it to a whole new level, I think, for sure. Yeah. So some interesting things from the, the Aussie study. Oh, Daniel has a great Aussie. Anytime I can bring back the Aussie accent. I think sometimes we should just start a, a podcast where we could speak in Aussie accents. You time. can. I do not have an Australian. <laughs> I can't do that. It just gives you a, new, a, a different level of authority if you can speak in Aussie English accent, right? I can't do anything. <laughs> I can do a Boston accent. All right. So all of that about the generation, really interesting information. And I think it's stuff that we're just starting to see the beginning of. So we haven't 
totally experienced this in our student ministry yet, but it's coming. So what does this mean for student ministry? Well, we listed some just ideas of what that could imply for us. One is that we give, and we said this in the last couple of episodes, we give digital and incarnational experiences as mm-hmm. part of our ministry because it's kind of expected now. We were just talking about how we got an email from a parent asking us for a confirmation retreat yeah. if we were going to offer it virtually. And the answer right now is no. Yeah. But we have offered a lot of things virtually this mm-hmm. year. Retreat but there are is not some things that are so incarnational. They're so experiential to be in person that we just can't give that up. Yeah. Sacraments. Yes. Uh, another implication, we're going to have to just keep things moving because people are going to have shorter attention spans, kids and mm-hmm. adults. That's just yeah. the reality mm-hmm. that we live in. We're going to have to double down on relationships even more so and, and really demonstrate the worth of small groups and how invested we are in our leaders and in our teens through that process. We really have to prove to them that those relationships are worth it and worth the effort. We need to not be afraid of change. We're, we've got this generation that's going to be way more adaptable and our church you know, as a whole, doesn't move very fast. Mm-hmm. If you're Catholic, you've probably experienced that before, and it can be a great thing, but it's also a challenging thing mm-hmm. in some ways. So we need to not be afraid of, of change and continuing to grow our programs and see the direction that they're headed. We need to ask great questions and listen um, mm-hmm. because these teens really care. They, have, they care about all issues, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to be heard. Mm-hmm. We need to be patient because it's going to take time for them to develop that moral compass, to make faith their own. We have to continue to invest over them in them over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So patience with that um, process of maturing. Yeah. We want to give them something that they can't get anywhere else because they've got so many options. We need to make that case to them. And we, we really think, and we've said this a lot in our podcast before, that relationships or what we can do. Mm-hmm. Carrie Newhoff, one of our friends in ministry says, the church should out community every other place. Mm-hmm. That should be what we yes. do best. Yes. And then I think the last implication here is that we acknowledge the challenges of the moment because there's always going to be challenges in the present moment. We faced a lot of them mm-hmm. <laughs> more than we yes. probably anticipated in the last year or so. Um, but through those challenges that we continually point them to Jesus and he's a rock in the middle of the storms that we face. Absolutely. Well, we are actually going to continue this conversation in the next podcast. We're going to dive a little bit deeper and develop all those ideas a little bit more. But to end today, we wanted to give you, as always, one bright idea. And ours today is to tell teens about generational studies. Let them know about Generation Alpha and that they're going to be a part of it. You can describe it a little, give them some information and research on it. And then have fun with it. Let them know that they they are part of something bigger than themselves as a full generation and they can take ownership on what defines their relationship, but also how it defines them, you know, their generation. And you can ask them to have a little fun with it. They can name their own COVID generation, everything else. So get that conversation started. Have a little fun with it. Fun discussion for small groups, I think. Definitely. I like the naming of it. You'll see how clever people are. We should have a contest Mm -hmm. (laughs) who comes up with the best one. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We love you all very much. We'll be with you next time to continue our discussion on how this generation is going to be different.